Do you have a hard time letting go? Sometimes you just need to step back. In this episode, we will talk about how to know when it's time to let go and how to let go more effectively. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I am Harlan Landis, and I am here as always with Miranda Marquette. How are you doing, Miranda? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm doing just great. Thank you for awesome. asking. <laughs> this is a good time for us to talk, find out how what's going on. Absolutely. So let's talk about separation anxiety today, or just the idea that um, it can be difficult to let people go. Yeah, so it is a real thing. And a lot of the time we think about it with kids and their parents. We think about it when it's time for our kids to go to preschool or if we've got a babysitter. But the reality is a separation anxiety is a real thing that affects adults as well. Uh, there's some articles here. I, I think that you found some here from Scientific American and from the Wall Street Journal that talk about the realities of separation anxiety when it comes to your significant other. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting because one of the articles here from Scientific American equates separation to drug withdrawal. Um, well, I think they, they had a study with the University of Utah and show that irritable, or irritability, sleep disturbances, and uh, cortisol, an increase in cortisol, which some people call the stress hormone, uh, saw some increase when they're were people separated for seven for for between four and seven days so i that's that's one of the things um i think that was most in interesting about this uh, article that you had found we have the chemical reasons for feeling anxiety during separation but a lot of the time that's it's rooted in our past a little bit and we try to look at life as if you know what's happened in the past is in the past we have choices on how we react to everything that's happening in the present we shouldn't let the past encroach but the past informs how we um approach life and and if there have been traumatic experiences in the past, you know, perhaps, you know, it involves abandonment in some form or death uh, in the family. These things all affect, you know, our relationships today. And we try to limit that as much as possible. And therapy always helps. Um, but the these, you know, the past doesn't go away. And so you have to learn how to kind of navigate um, any kind of issues that you've had in the past as you go forward and try to deal with relationships uh, in the present. Um, and certainly, you know, the fear of being abandoned is what leads to a lot of uh, separation anxiety today. Oh, definitely. And I, I think, too, when you start getting into some of these other uh, situations, there might be other difficulties involved as well. Um, you know, they talk about that 
that need to take care of people or a drive to be with somebody. And when you're apart from them, you feel like maybe it's you're not fulfilling that need or something's missing. And some of it, too, can can be a little bit uh, of jealousy as well. And, you know, what are they doing without you there? Do you need do you want to be part of it? That kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, healthy relationships should involve some kind of uh, privacy and alone time throughout and um it shouldn't that shouldn't be a reason um to to fear abandonment or to have separation anxiety i think i think we just have to find a way to be comfortable with 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 time apart and as long as it's not always time apart and as long as that's only a small part of what the relationship is overall whether it's with your family or a loved one or or friends or you know whoever you feel close bonds with yeah well and i think it's it's healthy to do things apart uh, they've done studies with happy couples psych central points out that one of the secrets of happy couples is that they do have separate interests and they do spend some time apart and you don't have to be together all the time, whether you're in a relationship or, or with somebody else. One of the more interesting situations that I've run into recently was that for a long time, my son didn't want to go hang out with his friends, which is really weird because we're talking about a teenager, uh, because he wanted to be hanging out. He thought that, you know, mom, he and mom should be hanging out all the time. And so, so I was encouraging him to do things with friends, get to know some people, encouraging him to develop some extra uh, interests because part of the issue I think too, is that we do a lot of fun stuff together. We travel to together we go camping together we both like superheroes and comic books and science fiction books and and so i started encouraging him to read some things that were a little different than what i was reading and to get involved in some activities that maybe i wasn't involved with just so that he had his own interests that weren't always just things that i was doing and now he loves doing stuff with his friends and which is great and uh, but, you know, it's good because it, it has helped a little bit, too, because now I don't feel like I'm like, why why is this little person following me around all the time? <laughs> and, which is I don't know whether that's normal or not to feel. But as as a person who does value her privacy, it is kind of hard and it is kind of nice that, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go hang with my friend for a little bit. Yes, please do. Yeah, I think we all need our own personal time and our and our space to explore our own interests away from, you know, the people who are closest to us. And it's, you know, you said that there are studies that show that it's it's healthier to live that way. You know, that that certainly plays out not just in studies, but you can see it in 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 life as well, which is of course what you'd hope with any study. But you know, I I certain what I'm saying is I certainly agree. I think everyone should be comfortable in whatever relationship they're in, uh, whether it's family or romantic, having some space for themselves and allowing your partner to have that space as well. Uh, and of course, trusting them that, you know, to, to, to use that time in such a way that wouldn't infringe on, on the, um, on the quality of their relationship. Right. But what happens when you get to a point where it's time to end a relationship? I mean, there's, there's one thing to be, spending a little bit of time apart to uh, be developing your own interests. 
but at what point do you need to end a relationship? When is it time to get out of a relationship? And I think that's part of separation anxiety too. These can be separate things. The the separation anxiety, I mean, if it's probably not a reason in itself to end a relationship if, if someone is just anxious all the time. Uh, it's something to address, of course, but it isn't a reason in itself to end a relationship. But if there are enough reasons to end a relationship, and, and really we're talking about, you know, a romantic relationship for the most part um, or you know if things are so bad with a family member that you do you know you feel that the only way to to eliminate the problem from your life is to just not be uh, not have a an active relationship with that person but it comes to the point where if that person has separation anxiety it can make everything a whole lot more difficult well and sometimes though it's not about does the other person have separation anxiety sometimes it's about your own situation where you're not particularly happy in the relationship it's not working out for you but you're afraid to let go of the relationship Sometimes it's not always about, hey, you know, the other person is really starting to drag me down and encroach upon my space. Sometimes you're just like, I am no longer happy in this relationship. This relationship isn't working properly for me, but how do I let go? How do I leave this relationship? And that can be difficult, too. That comes with its own separation issues. Sure. In terms of ending a relationship, there are probably several ways to know that it's it's you know time to go. Whether whether you and and it could be hard to face this if you have this anxiety of letting go. Uh, but there there are some signs that we should probably look for so that you know that you know it's it's time to start considering you know a way to end the relationship for the sake of everybody's lives, uh, for the sake of everybody's happiness. You know maybe it's time to move on. Yeah, definitely. So Psychology Today had um, a couple of some, some interesting things that talk about when it's time to let a relationship go. And some of them were just continual misunderstandings that you can't ever seem to get on the same page. And sometimes and a lot of these things that are listed here aren't things where, you know, you're having this dramatic breakdown or you're having grossly toxic behaviors or abuse. A lot of the time it's just stuff like, you know, the relationship starting to become superficial, uh, your needs no longer match up or you're not, they're not being met. Uh, things like that are irritations that have been adding up and grading over time, or you just grow apart and you have different priorities. All of these things on, on their own are normal in the course of relationships. So, so let's not just say that, you know, if anything happens, then we've got to end a relationship. I think it comes down to the fact, you know, well, how do we deal with these things when they came when they come up? Um, is it a pattern of behavior or a pattern uh, or a change in approach to life that's irreconcilable? Or is it a matter of communication? I mean, can we just talk about these things and and maybe try to, you know, resolve some of the issues and any issues that come our way? You know, if, if it's something we can't handle, then, you know, perhaps we need to move on. But, you know, you should be able to handle lots of different stuff, lots of different um, bad aspects to a relationship if you're in it for the long term. Now, of course, things are different if you're, you know, you haven't made a, you know, lifelong commitment to somebody. And, you know, you have a chance to feel each other out for a long time before you get into a long term relationship. And hopefully you can explore these things, um, you know, pretty often, pretty often, pretty early on. 
so you can see how things are going to go. You can be at the point in a relationship where you say, listen, you know, there are certain things and this just isn't what I'm looking for right now. And uh, and so it's time to move on and find someone better suited for the type of relationship that you want. Or you can say, well, listen, I know we have these differences here and things aren't Things aren't working out exactly perfectly in this area and that area, but you know what? This is this relationship is still worthwhile, and um, you know I want to make a, a commitment. And you know there are certain things that you can choose to live with, and there are certain things that you that you don't have to choose to live with. And I think it's important to kind of figure that out for yourself what what those non negotiables are and whether they're reasonable, and then and then find out how the relationship fits in with that. Yeah. And really, when when it comes right down to it, sometimes, I mean, uh, looking back, when my husband asked for the divorce uh, back in, uh, last summer, uh, when he asked for the divorce, I was like, OK, well, you know, I would like to make this work. I'm clearly committed to this. Uh, but at the same time, he had just got to this point where it really just was not working for him at all. There were some things that happened a few years ago that he just wasn't able to get past in that way. And as I started looking back and reflecting on the situation and reflecting on our relationship and and looking at our actual goals and ideas and what we wanted to have happen in life, I realized that looking forward, looking at one example that I like to use was our retirement and what we wanted our retirement to look like. We both agreed that obviously we needed to set aside money for retirement. But my retirement scenario looked very different from his retirement scenario. Looking forward and looking at our goals, he wanted one certain thing that he wanted his life to look like. And my retirement life looks completely different. And so we were just sort of uh, living in this this sort of parallel lifestyle where we were both working toward different things uh, and it's just sort of rubbing along, sort of making it work. And in the end, when it finally came to an end, it sort of makes sense looking back and saying, well, you know, <laughs> really wasn't working for either of us when we really looked at it. And so it's probably best to kind of move on. Uh, but it's hard to get to that point because there are some things that make it hard to let go of a relationship, especially one that you've been in for 13 years. Yeah. And I think we, we always benefit from being able to look back from where we are today, regardless of what the result is and say, yeah, all, everything makes sense now that I look at it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's 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 from a place of comfort. You can see that. And usually, you know, that comfort only comes either when you work things out and everything is going forward and you feel comfortable in the relationship or you end things and you look back and, you know, either either way, I think you can always argue that, you know, you've you've made you, you finally have come to the right decision or the place where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I think part of letting go, there are some things that make it hard to let go Uh because once you get to that point where you're like, okay, yes, this relationship probably needs to end and it's time to let go. Uh, it can take forever to, to I guess, to, to take that step. Yeah. Um, my ex apparently wanted to divorce me for like two years or something, but he wasn't, he didn't want to hurt my feelings. He was afraid of hurting my feelings and he was afraid of being alone and he was afraid of how he would, you know, make it alone. And so that, 
put off him asking for a divorce for years just because he didn't want to let go of those things. Then another thing is you sort of get familiar with the routine. Like in my mind, I didn't even think divorce, like it didn't even cross my mind because I was so like, this is our life. This is our routine. This is what we do. And so it didn't even cross my mind to even think about it as an option. Meanwhile, he's over here going, I don't want to hurt her feelings. And what do I do if I'm alone? And so it was just it was just this weird situation where we probably should have been done before we were. Yeah. And, you know, talking from experience, I've been in that position, um, you know, as well. And it's always hard for me to come to that decision that I know is going to hurt someone else. Um, and for that reason, I know that I've stayed in relationships longer than I probably should have starting back in college. I mean, I've just, I've, I've been a, you know, I've been in relationships one after another and they usually, uh, except for the current one, of course, um, I usually stay in relationships much longer than I should. Um, I know that, you know, I, I don't know if any of my ex girlfriends would be listening to this but the the decision for us as a relationship to have ended um to have ended our relationship with each other should have come much earlier but i think in every case we were all we were both just attached to each other in each case and we did not want to change that pattern and we're hoping things would just get better in the future and uh they don't always do that yeah so how do we get to that point then, I guess? I mean, it can be difficult to let go, but if it's not working, then it's usually better to figure that out sooner rather than later so that you can both just just move on. Interestingly enough, um, my ex and I have a great relationship. It's the best it's been in years. Because, I mean, we still we have a child together, so we obviously co-parent and we keep in touch. But, you know, we've been we've been more honest with each other and we have better conversations and, you know, we live on opposite sides of the country. And our relationship has been much better just because we let go of what we thought the relationship was supposed to be. And now we're both moving forward. And I think that that's part of it, too, is saying, well, we thought this is what it was supposed to be, but it's not anymore. And part of that is just saying, okay, it is time to move on and we need to do this and approach it like adults. Yeah. And that can be very difficult. I mean, it involves some really advanced communication skills that not a lot of people have. Um, and you know, when you're going through it's, it's, it's much different. Uh, I mean, you're, you and your ex are in a situation now where you're, you're both able to look back and you're able to be adults and you know whether it's because you're forced to because there's a child in the picture or whether you know you would be doing this anyway you know you're you're able to do this now only because you've already got through the most difficult part of this which was you know the 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 breaking up part it's really hard to get to that point uh because of the reasons that we talked about and i think getting to that point is going to involve some communication. I mean, we'd like to think that, you know, we have this this grand conversation and everybody comes out of it feeling, yes, we both agree this is the way to go. Uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to be adults and move forward in our opposite directions. And we're going to have a great relationship afterwards. And, you know, things will just be great. And that 
is <laughs> that's that's a very idealistic view of how things are going to happen. For the most part, it's safe to assume that there's going to be quite a lot of conflict, especially when one person is ready uh, for the relationship to move in a different direction and the other person is not. So you're going to have to prepare yourself for for whatever type of reaction is going to come out of this this conversation that you have to have. Uh, being being you know being in the midst of that is a lot more stressful than you know once you've gotten through it, you can look back and say, yeah, everything, you just have to do it. everything's going to be great afterwards. Well, it doesn't feel that way going into it. there there's quite a lot of you know you got to gird your loins a little bit and prepare and brace yourself for impact. Yeah, and one of those things that I think can help can be uh, therapy honestly uh being able to go to therapy really helped me get through this difficult situation and it was difficult i i talk about it now like oh hey you know we're getting along great but uh initially and you can probably attest to this uh there was a great deal of bitterness that i felt and i did a lot of yelling and screaming and complaining and sarcasm and making fun and and (laughs) All sorts of things, uh, because that was my initial reaction. But I was very careful never to display these things in front of my son. Uh, and I was also because I, you know, and first of all, uh, when you're in a situation like this and kids are involved, it's I, I personally think unconscionable to involve them in this and turn them into bargaining chips like so many people do. Uh, but. I kept it from my son and I wasn't posting mean things on Facebook and not just because I had an injunction against doing so, uh, but because I didn't think it was a good idea. So there were things that I probably could have handled better initially, but at the same time, uh, being able to step back and and practice restraint and, and not get too public about things really helped. Yeah, and this can be hard, especially if you feel hurt, but you don't want to, um, you know, try to go for retribution based on someone, you know, based on the feeling that you get when, you know, if someone's ready to break up with you um, and you're not ready, that's the most dangerous situation to be in, uh, the most volatile in terms of emotions. Um, if, if, if that's happening to you, then finding good ways to deal with that, like therapy, like you said, is is you know that's that's a great way to handle this uh but without any kind of support system there's a lot of dangerous behaviors that could happen because of this and and you want to avoid these as much as possible you don't want to go out and seek revenge you don't want to try to get anybody back you don't want to try to ruin their lives because you feel that they ruined your life by by uh ending the relationship yeah and another thing that can really help uh no matter which side of the equation you're on here is by sort of getting to know yourself again, because part of the difficulty of ending a relationship and letting go, and especially if it's a long-term relationship, part of the difficulty lies in the fact that this relationship is part of who you are now. And you feel like you're part of this other person, this other person's part of you, and that's part of your identity. And so, you know, part of this is, you know, getting out there, living life, learning how to enjoy yourself, and then getting to know yourself again. And part of what I've been doing is saying, okay, so who is this Miranda person? You know, let's get to know Miranda again. Who is Miranda without her ex? And and working on that a little bit, because one of the things that you can do is, you know, learn to kind of 
enjoy your life again and say, okay, this is who I am and I'm ready to be comfortable with myself. Yeah. And finding certain activities that you can, you know, that, that allow you to, um, not just kind of find yourself a little bit and explore the things that make you happy as a single individual or just as a person. Um, but you can also begin, you know, finding other group activities that you can be a part of. And, um, you know, certainly you can't just replace a relationship, but you can, uh, you can spend time with other people so you're not just wallowing in sadness all the time. And sometimes it takes a little longer than others to get over that. But, you know, a little bit of therapy, finding a support system, finding things that you like, it all sort of meshes together to help you move forward and start kind of building a new life around what you want to accomplish. And yeah, and there are days when I'm still sad and there are days when I'm still lonely. It's not like there's this magic pill. It's just poof, gone. The fact of the matter is, is there are days that you just really feel that again and you struggle. And so uh, being able to have that sort of base to go back to and say, OK, you know, I, I do enjoy being with myself. I do enjoy the life I'm building and, and kind of reminding yourself of that and then reaching out to your support system when you need to, that can really help. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I've done wrong often is going from one relationship directly into another. And I think, uh, you know, it's good to have a break once in a while. If you, uh, if one relationship ends, maybe wait a little bit and give yourself a chance to live with yourself a little bit and understand who you are. And then when you're ready, you can get into another relationship uh, and don't let anyone kind of force you into being in a relationship you're not ready for. Yeah. And I, I think part of it too, though, is saying, okay, step back and say, why, why do I need to rush into this? Uh, I've heard of people I know um, here, especially it's kind of a lot of women are prone to it in the culture that I grew up in where they're like, oh, I've got, to immediately find another man and they haven't stopped to think about, well, why do I need another man? Uh, why are you rushing into this next relationship? Or are you concerned about your financial stability? Are you consider concerned about being alone? Are you afraid of, I mean, one of the things that, that I'm finding is I kind of like this whole single gig and, and I like it a lot. And I, I'm kind of struggling with the idea of actually starting a relationship again. I'm struggling with that right now because I'm like, I don't like this. And so part of moving into another relationship really quickly uh, for some of the people I know is it's like, well, what if I like being single and that's wrong and I need to be married and I don't want to give myself time to like this. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely some cultural implications uh, to whatever you decide. Um, and I think, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd like to say that, you know, it's all, it's okay to be single and it's okay to focus on yourself for a bit and it's okay to not immediately seek out a new relationship. But we have to remember that society, depending on, you know, where you live and who's around you, but, you know, there are these micro societies throughout, uh, you know, the, the world and each has something different to say about relationships. And, you know, there, there is a lot of pressure to fit in. Some societies put a lot of pressure, a lot of pre a lot of pressure on one aspect of, you know, relationships and other societies, other cultures, uh, microcultures, put put different pressure on different aspects of relationships. Overall, it's very difficult to fight against 
um, the expectations that society has for us. Uh, so just keep that in mind as you go off and you kind of figure things out for yourself is that you're, you're going to face some challenges depending on, you know, who's around you and who your community is. Yeah. And, and I think with that in mind, let's move on to our do nows. Let's, <laughs> what, what should you do now? So now you're trying to figure out what to do with your relationship or you're trying to figure out what, you know, how to separate yourself. Uh, what should you do now? What's the first thing you need to do? Well, as always, I think we start with introspection and um, that, uh, that, that takes the form of, you know, kind of looking at your relationship. Uh, take stock of the situation. Um, do you feel trapped? How do you, how, do you, how does the relationship make you feel? Um, and you know, if there's something that could be improved, is it something that you can communicate about? Is it something that you've already communicated about? Is it something that is, uh, an, is an impasse? And if it is that, then, um, is it something that you can live with or not? You know, these are all of the thoughts that you, you have to go through before you decide that, you know, that, that, from your perspective, the relationship should come to an end. Yeah, definitely. And I think another thing to do is find one thing to do on your own today, just to kind of see how it feels, see how you feel about it. Uh, when you're done, are you happy to go back to whoever it is you've been hanging out with? A lot of the time, um, and this happens in terms of uh, with my son, uh, we're both really like when I go on a trip, sometimes he's really excited because he gets to go hang out with grandma and grandpa and I am gone and mom is gone and the rules are different, man. And I'm just excited to get out <laughs> and not be completely responsible all the time. But after a few days, you know, we're ready to come back and hang out. And so, you know, it's a good relationship for us to realize that, you know, yeah, it's good. We just need a little bit of privacy. But at the same time, you know, we're happy to be, you know, mom and son again. And so, you know, think about that and, and find something to do today on your own. And then think about how it makes you feel when you're alone and then how it makes you feel when you get back to whoever it is you're in your relationship with and you can talk about it. And, and how does that dynamic make you feel? Okay. We have a listener question as we do every week. And this one is the following. I know it's time to break up, but I'm afraid of hurting the other person. How do I put my own needs first? Yeah, that's tough. Um, <laughs> I know that, when my husband was trying to figure out how to ask me for a divorce, he was planning on seeing a therapist first to get suggestions about how to talk to me about it. In the end, we did, he ended up just blurting it out in the end because of a certain situation that we were in. But yeah, part of that can be just, uh, first of all, going and seeing somebody who can help coach you through the process, getting a little help coaching you through the process. This is especially important if you are a people pleaser or if you are very concerned about hurting other people's feelings and you're the sort of person who is always sacrificing their own needs and their own self, uh, that becomes a habit. And it's one that can make you a little unhappy a lot of the time, but it is one that you need to overcome. And I think doing, getting a little bit of help, seeing a therapist, kind of helping you work through it and come up with a strategy you can follow can really help you do that. And then another consideration too is reminding yourself that if you're unhappy 
the other person is probably not feeling great about the relationship either. And so kind of put yourself there and say, well, uh, you know, is this hurting this person? Because if they really love me, then the fact that I'm unhappy is hurting them as well. And breaking up is probably going to be better for both of us in the, in the long run. Yeah, I think especially if you're the type of person who is always providing emotional support for your partner, you know, one of the things that you can do is make sure that your partner has the emotional support that they need um, because they're not going to be able to turn to you to uh, to look for emotional support dealing with, you know, dealing with the uh, the end of this relationship. So uh, it might not hurt to make sure that, you know, there there's a support system ready to go. Uh, that way you're still kind of showing that, well, I'm, you know, you're not showing, but in that way you are, um, living out the need that you have to care for this person while still um, making sure that you're prioritizing yourself and and making the right decision for you. Uh, you know, this way they still have a support system um, and you're just making sure that that that's going to be possible. Yeah, definitely. That's something to consider as well as their support system. Well, that about wraps things up. Thank you for joining us this week on Adulting. Don't forget to check out our site, adulting.tv. Download in iTunes and go ahead and leave us a review. We love to hear what you have to say. And we are also interested in your questions. If you have a question, head to adulting.tv forward slash ask and submit your question. And we will do our best to answer it in a podcast episode, in a special video, or even in a post. So check out our website website, check out our resources, and be sure to join us next week. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.